Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Hands to Bogdanovich. Bad spacing. Guy standing about shoulder to shoulder. Bogdanovich comes to the top. Working out the pick and roll. He's been turnover prone tonight. He drives. He steps back. Tough three. Got it. Oh, that was filthy, Bogey. Speed, tight drive. No look pass. Collie Stein going to dunk over. O'Neal missed the dunk. Rebound comes all the way out to Ingles. O'Neal coming back down the lane. Kicks to Donovan. Right side three. Yes, sir. Donovan Mitchell. Utah Jazz, after three nights off, are back in action tonight against Orlando. Can they build on this little two-game win streak they've got? Magic are in town. PK, what? they're okay. Not particularly good. couple games under 500, sitting in eighth place in the East. But if the Jazz play like they did against the Warriors, they'll get beat. You have to play better than that. Simple, right there. <laughs> Cut to the chase. Play like that, you're losing, huh? Yes. Hey, Bears, uh, worth repeating. You talked about this a little yesterday, but I don't think it was in this time slot. But for the listeners here now, the uh, the guys who signed free agents were getting to the time of year where they were getting to the point where they can be traded again. And right. Jazz, motivated to be aggressive here. Won't be surprised if something aggressive happens. It's all got to line up, and the other team has to want to make deals. But the Jazz, not in what people would consider the traditional conservative Jazz mode, ready to make moves around the edge. Maybe they'll make a move around the edge. Maybe they'll make something bigger. But not happy with the way things are going. Motivated. Does the term blockbuster mean anything to you? Yeah! Let's go. But you're not guaranteeing that or reporting it. It's got to happen. It's all got to line up. But they're motivated. I already said what I said. (laughs) You didn't use any verbs. It wasn't in a sentence form. in a question form? It was. The term blockbuster does mean something to me. All right, we'll see where this goes. The antenna is up. <laughs> Sniffing around the story. All right, DJ. Oh, one other thing. Uh, Shane Kiesel, the jazz fan who was banned from jazz games. You remember the whole issue, Russell Westbrook and all that. Seeking $100 million in damages. Claims of defamation and emotional distress. Kiesel says he lost his employment with two companies in the aftermath. Says he's been harassed in public since the incident took place last March. The Jazz say they're going to defend themselves, quoting this word, vigorously. So it's on, PK. Okay. Your lawyer ought to get in the middle of it. It's the kind of thing she'd really like. She hasn't been yeah, She hasn't been able to go and attack him up for a don't bring it on me, big That's guy. Not you, your lawyer. <laughs> you, You're in the stick, middle. Of it. You got something to say on it? You keep me out of it. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Harden working against Murray one on one in space outside the arc, top of the key. Pulls back, shoots four three to tie it up, and he does. Game tied at ninety seven. The Rockets have tied it up after trailing by twenty five. Harden on the attack to the line to lay the rim, slams it home. Incredible! Eleven straight Rockets points. They have their biggest lead of the game. 
And they hold on to win it 109-107. Russell Westbrook leading away with 31 points. These are not your dad Spurs, PK. Those guys would have put it away. These guys are six games under 500 as they lose to the Rockets and blow the big lead. Uh, my father's Spurs were George Gervin. Yeah. No, George. George Gervin and Tim Duncan aren't walking through that door. They never played together. David Robinson isn't walking through that door. Again, George Gervin never played with David Robinson. The Bucks' win streak is over. 18 straight, and Milwaukee goes down to defeat at home to the Dallas Mavericks. And the Mavs didn't have Doncic. And Antetokounmpo went for 48. He actually checked out with 42 because they were getting blown out, and the bench unit got him back in the game, so he came back in in the final minute and scored a few more as they fouled and extended the game, but ultimately didn't win it. Dallas holds on. That's a good road win for them. Not their first good road win this year. I'd have to imagine that's their best, though. Yeah, to win that to win that game without Doncic, uh, they they are one of the three teams that have beaten the Lakers, who have the NBA's best record. They got them, so they put together a few good ones. They uh, they beaten a few of the best teams in the league here. They're legit. Yes, they are. That was a really good win for them. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. The Trojans keeping the band together. Offensive coordinator Graham Harrell had offers, but he's got a multi-year deal to stay at USC. Keep the offensive coordinator. They got quarterbacks. We'll see how many of the receivers are back and how many of the receivers are gone, but they'll have receivers. Well, the that offense lineman too. That offense ought to be backs. good. <laughs> that offense ought to Tight be good, maybe. Okay. <laughs> And then if things don't click in that particular series, my guess is they have the punter. <laughs> yeah, it looking like uh, the offense was not much of a problem. It's, that, that, that is going to be a quarterback competition that I am going to be keenly interested in. Since they played three quarterbacks and they all made plays? Well, Daniels was all that coming out of high school. And Slovis had a, a sensational year for a senior, let alone a freshman in his first year, not even a redshirt freshman. So that's going to be highly entertaining to see what they do. I mean, they have they have some riches at that position, so you can see why Harrell is wanting to be there. And then they just announced that uh, Heldon signed a multi-year deal. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything. If they want to fire you, they can fire you. We've seen schools with far lesser resources, pay guys $10 million to go away. So, you know, obviously they could do that there too, but it certainly looks like next season that they've got some offensive capability there. So I can see why Harold would want to stay and maybe he didn't get the offer that he was looking for that would cause him to want to leave too. Won't be shocked to see them pick to win the, uh, the Pac-12 South next year. I thought Slovis was sensational, man. I really did. His, his accuracy... His presence in the pocket. He's a, a pro-style guy all the way. And I can't say enough good things about him. So does is he going to sit on the bench? Because it's not like you have a huge discrepancy in grades between those two. You know, it's just one class. And so Daniels has already said, used his red shirt. Or does somebody transfer? I mean, we just watched the Heisman Trophy Award with a bunch of guys who thought, hey, I can play. I'm going to transfer. And they went and played and Found another program that needed him. Played great. Well, yeah, the kid who threw for four touchdowns for the Devils against SC and his only start as a first-year freshman announced yesterday that he's leaving. Joey Yellen. 
So, they. Has he said where he's going yet? No. No, he just put it out there. Uh, Herm Edwards is saying, oh, this is this is the version of free agency in football. So that Sears kid, I heard San Diego State from yeah. uh, SC. So, you know, in, in yelling with one, I, I read what he said. He, well, I got in there. You know, I, I have a lot of confidence, but that furthered my confidence because, you know, for his first and only playing action of the season as a, as a true freshman there, he showed pretty good. I don't think you could ask for more for somebody who hadn't played. And so now he said, well, this proved I could do it, so I got to go somewhere where I can do it because obviously they got the Daniels kid. Uh, but uh, that's why you, you can really never have enough there. You've got to keep getting as many guys who want to commit to your program and then sort itself out, knowing that when you commit, when you get kids, probably if they think that they think they're good enough, which is why you're signing them in the first place, half of them are going to leave. So does Daniels, who just finished his sophomore year, stay and get his degree and then transfer, or does he... Finished his freshman year. But, oh, you're talking JT. Yes, JT Daniels. Well, he's a redshirt. So does he graduate and then go? you got to figure out the whole strategy of it, graduate and then be eligible. Well, we'll see what the competition yeah. is. Who's to say he can't beat him out and doesn't play? I mean, I, that's, <laughs> comes, that's my whole point. Comes from the, three, the third spot on the depth chart and wins it. Well, I don't know that he'll be third. I mean... It, he was first he last was year. First, he beat yeah. them all out. And so la- this past season would have been his redshirt freshman year because he played as a freshman. All right. Well, those three guys can all figure it out, but they know who their offensive coordinator is. And Harold will pick somebody, and then Slovis, Fink, and Daniels will make their decisions. All right. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. First and goal from the five. Breeze under center. I formation. Got takes it. the handoff. Looks to throw. Wide open. Touchdown! Josh Hill! 19 years. 273 games. Over 76,000 yards. And now, 540 touchdowns. Drew Breeze, take a bow. Drew Breeze. Is a video game. 29 of 30 for 370 or 307 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. And as he said afterwards in his post-game comments, it's Monday Night Football. It's Peyton Manning's old team. He breaks Peyton's career record for touchdown passes. They're honoring the 10 years of the Super Bowl, uh, 10-year anniversary of the Super Bowl championship in New Orleans. So he had teammates back who beat the Colts in that Super Bowl. It all comes together. Storybook night and a 34-7 win. And they're tied for the best record in the NFC with two weeks to go. Who gives a crap about that? Taysom caught a pass. He did. He scored a touchdown. A touchdown pass, he actually, nonetheless. He actually caught two touchdown, or two passes and almost scored on the other one. Got shoestring tackle. Brought him down. This is, He caught a pass. Got two. This is amazing. <laughs> Ran on a reverse, too, but they kind of sniffed that out. But so what? <laughs> he ran the ball. He did run the ball. That is a fact. <laughs> but when he got to the other end of the offensive line, there were people wearing different shirts waiting for him. You know, he's become like the Brady Bunch. Things that I don't understand that took on lives of its own. And are not giving it up. And yeah, and you know, 50 years after his death, Elvis, and, and it's beyond... Just the musical talent with Elvis. It's right. the the get up and the you know thank you very much and all that stuff. It's that we understand the musical talent because that will live on forever. But that type of stuff just 
with but Hill he, here locally when he does a jumping he did a jumping jack <laughs> can you believe it <laughs> and it was in sync it was amazing of course he caught the pass <laughs> he's an excellent athlete and a lot of you caught passes in turkey bowls so it's not that hard and he's a high level athlete and you're you I don't understand the uh, the craziness surrounding that when he farts everybody goes nuts <laughs> Seahawks aren't going to have Josh Gordon. He's been suspended by the NFL, violating the league's policies on performance enhancing and su- substances and substances of abuse. What? <laughs> I just read what Yacht puts in front of me. It's his fifth suspension for five times <laughs> substance now. abuse. He's out. So Seattle, one of those teams at 11-3 in the NFC, will have to continue on with Adam and find a way to get her done. Well, maybe they could trade for Taysom. <laughs> Seems unlikely. Dang. Yeah. Terrell Suggs. Arizona Cardinals let him go. Kansas City Chiefs have him. Their defense has been uh, a little spotty, a little suspect. And so they add him to their defense going into the playoffs here. They've already won the AFC West. So That is what's going on. That's what is trending right now. And it's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Tim Lacombe will stop by to talk hoops. Utah Jazz pre-half and post-game analyst here on the Zone Sports Network. He'll be here at 8.30. And PK recruiting tomorrow. The big day. It is completely and totally surpassed Kyle gave you some stats on Saturday about how it surpassed the later signing day. It used to be half the guys signed, and then it was two-thirds, and now he thinks that 90% of the guys who are going to sign are going to sign on Wednesday. So, big day for college football and the coaches and the programs. And Brandon Huffman, 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Editor, will join us at 9.30. This is the most fascinating day of the sports year. Because you get excited, you get disappointed, you nearly have no idea. Half these kids won't pan out. Kids you have no clue will end up being great players. But we analyze it. It To me, it's not quite like swatting flies in the dark, but it's overrated, it's underrated. It's everything all in one. You might get a bunch of guys in who form a great team. You might get a bunch of guys in who... You whiff on, and you might get a bunch of guys who are all good, and then some of them don't really pan out for your team because it's like USC. It's three quarterbacks. They can only play one, and if one or two of them end up transferring, nobody's surprised. Well, I think you get all of those. You get everything. You just don't know what you're getting. So it's like Christmas. There's a lot of stuff there, but you can't sort it out. But sometimes you can. When you get a Jalen Johnson, you know he's going to be a star, and he was a star from day one. But you get a Brant Keithy, and you know, he didn't get much run. He ends up being a really good, effective tight end, and looks like that he's going to have two more promising years. And if you're a Ute fan, you're excited about that young man and his capability and Andy's offense, really no matter who the quarterback is, because he showed and he just is coming on. But yet, I don't know anybody talking about him. I remember talking about Jalen Johnson for sure. So it's all sorts of stuff. It's never it's this exclusively or it's that exclusively it's everything in between and on the edges it it's it's really the craziest day now two days really about and this one with Kyle saying that eventually it'll almost be exclusively and he already said 90% which is pretty much almost exclusively 
and it's it's absolutely necessary. I'm looking at Herm Edwards now, and his model. He just hired three new coaches. Well, I don't think he gives a crap what they know about X's and O's. <laughs> He's figured it out. No matter who you are, if you don't have the horses, you're not running anywhere. So get me some guys who can recruit. Yeah, so he's got all these young guys. Guys in their early uh, 20, or uh, late 20s, early 30s. And go out there and go get these guys, man. That's your job. And, and Norm Chow has spoken to us about that. And Kyle, I don't remember who was on or off the record, basically saying, I just need these guys to recruit. I can handle it with my coordinators. So you, it's so vitally important. It's the essence of your program. DJ and PK, that's coming up 9.30. Brandon Huffman, 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Editor. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. David Locke joins us. Last couple of games, the Jazz have been able to win. What's your biggest takeaway from the last couple nights? You're seeing Quinn put a stamp on his team, and you're seeing them evolve in some growth factors. You know, catch and shoots are up from 18 a game in October to 22 in December. You're seeing the eyes are out. You're seeing the ball move more. You're seeing more 300-plus pass games. You're seeing this team begin to understand. You go back to the opening night of the season, but they threw 260 passes on the very first night of the year. So that's been what the evolution has to be of this group. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Join the big show Wednesday from 3 to 6 at home. We won to 355 South Jordan Gateway in South Jordan. DJ and PK question of the day is up on the Facebook page. What can the Jazz do to improve their bench? Are you ready for some comedy, PK? It's not really comedy. Guys, outside of your wife, nobody thinks you're funny. Daniel says, I think Ikea has some good benches on sale. Yeah, see? That's it, man. She's the only one who thinks you know sports. She's the only one who thinks you're funny. Blair says, longer chair legs. I hate seeing those players with their knees all the way up to their chins. Bart thinks thicker padding is the key. Thing for Julie and Hannah and Allie and Maddie. Justin says, leave Sudokus nearby and include USB ports so they can charge their phones while they watch the game. Or am I misunderstanding the word bench? Yacht gives you nothing. Nothing to be given. That was more of a semi-serious take. Thicker cushions, taller backrests. Plush cushions. Scott, Kevin, coming with the comedy. Ned wants to give it a new coat of paint, and Shane says hand him some popcorn. Thank goodness you found that sweetheart that you probably knew each other before you came here, and it was destined to be this. Because outside of her, nobody thinks you're funny. Jake says trades. Multiple. He went with S. The plural. Who would you consider trading? Pretty much anybody. I mean, there's six guys, I think, that uh, are playing the majority of the minutes. Everybody else is available. Now, of those six, if the right deal comes along, 
Could somebody else go? Yeah. Hence the word blockbuster you used. So you would trade segment. anybody on this team? On the no. I said anybody. Nope. There's six guys playing the majority of the minutes. Mm-hmm. The other guys are mm-hmm. absolutely all involved. Of the top six, I'd be shocked if Rudy or Donovan were traded. All right, so you would trade everybody but Donovan or Rudy. Second group behind that that I would consider unlikely, uh, Bogdanovich and Ingles. All right, so you would trade everybody but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, they could be traded, but that kind of deal, that would really seem off the charts and unlikely. Probably not worth us speculating about. So you only have six guys you can count on. Man, you are really shallow. Yes, I believe that to be true. First off, what you said is right, and second, I think it applies to this team. When they go beyond six guys, those combinations, they tend to get outscored. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes by a pretty significant margin. They got a couple lineups inside those six guys that are very good. And they routinely take it to other teams. So they need more and, scoring? Is that your point? Uh, more production. I mean, yes, more scoring, but I don't think they just need scoring. I think defensively they've been suspect. I mean, we've been over this a million times. When you have two, three, four empty trips down court and you don't score, do you slump at the other end? It's kind of human nature. And they're definitely better defensively with Rudy on the floor than off. We just saw that in the Warrior game. He, Rudy's on the bench, and they're giving up a 7 nothing run, and the Warriors are attacking the rim, and Rudy checks in, and the Jazz go on a 7-2 run. I mean, it was like flipping a switch. They bring in a couple more guys off the bench who are in that top six group, and they hammer the Warriors in the final seven minutes and come back and win the game. It was once they got once they get five of those six guys on the floor, and Conley was out, so really that removed one of those six because he's in some of the combinations that really perform well. So really, the last couple games they had five guys, and once they put those five in, so it's Donovan, Rudy, and and Bogdanovich, O'Neal, and Joe Ingles. And that, that lineup closes the game and crushes it. But with Conley out hurt, once you get beyond those five guys, the numbers aren't nearly as good. Yeah. They, they start giving up runs. The plus-minus isn't as good. Who do you like? Who do I like? Oh, in a trade coming back? Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, it depends on who they're moving. But I suspect in a blockbuster... If you had to bet right now, not knowing what conversations they're having, uh, I mean, I think Conley, he hasn't, he hasn't fit in. He hasn't been here very long, so it's kind of quick to turn him around. But on the other hand, the other guys are in the system and produced, and they know what they have. I mean, you're, so, you're not trading some money. You know, who's going to take a guy who's $32 million? Uh, somebody who thinks that they uh, have other issues and other you basically you trade problems. You know, this guy isn't producing, that guy isn't producing. Let's flip them and see if we can get something to work. And most of the times, I don't think it does. But then the Lakers, and it wasn't a trade, but, you know, Dwight Howard hasn't worked on a bunch of teams in a row, and now the Lakers are getting good minutes out of him. There's, Everybody, there was no risk. Right. There was no risk because that wasn't a trade. Oh, so you can make any trade you want if there's no risk. Because <laughs> it doesn't but work, but there's you risk. don't lose anything. They, Dwight Howard has no effect on this team winning. On the Lakers winning? Yeah. It's all LeBron and his greatness and having AD alongside him. And after that, you, me, and Yak. I'd put in Kuzma. He's a nice player. But, I mean, they could have Tony Bradley, and he would contribute as much as Dwight Howard would. 
but there was no risk there. That, that that's that's not going to change anything. You, you're looking to waves to make your team better, not just get rid of a problem. Because I don't I don't think Conley. He's, I wouldn't classify him as a problem. No, and I think the numbers back that up in that they have lineups with him on the floor. And even though his individual stats aren't what people expected, when you check the plus minus and uh, per hundred possessions and all that, they're which still I perf- never do. Yeah, I know, but they're still performing at a pretty high level with him in those groups. I mean, he hasn't performed to his capability. Well, it, we would all agree on that. But to say he's a problem, I think, is a too extreme. But if they're going to make a blockbuster trade, might he be included in it? And I just don't see anybody who would who say, would take him. I'm going to take a 32 year old who's, who's got a year and a half, million. who's got a year plus. Yeah. Now the great the fact that he only has a year plus uh, mitigates it a little bit you don't have to have them that long. That's the summer. That's a whopping salary to come off the uh, books here. That's summer everybody wants. Yeah. Free agency money for. People aren't really pointing at this summer. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's going to matter. It may not. And it certainly depends on the team. Because I mean, uh, the Jazz, is that what you're pointing toward? No, Some but another team might say, hey, let's work with this guy in this year plus 50 games, whatever is left. If you're planning on free agency, you're in trouble. Well, everybody isn't everybody planning on it, though. All the players. And they're all in trouble. <clears throat> I'm talking, if you, if you think you're going to sign a difference maker in free agency, you're in trouble. The way the Lakers were in trouble before they signed LeBron. A lottery team for six years. Well, not when they signed him, but six years now. And if you're the Lakers, go ahead and plan for it. And Brooklyn, go ahead and plan for it. Miami. I don't know who's Miami gotten in free agency. LeBron. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. I don't think Butler was a free agent, was he? Might have been a signing trade. Yeah. I, my point is, I wouldn't plan to build your team around acquisitions acquired through free agency. I, I, unless you're the, the glamorous of the glamour. So do you think they're... Or is it the glamour of the glamorist? So when you talk blockbuster, those beyond those six guys, there isn't any money to make it a blockbuster. And if nobody will take Conley, then the way to have a blockbuster is one of those other core four, three, four guys who are making the most money? Yeah, I don't think they're going to have a blockbuster. They're looking for ways to improve their ball club. And that is necessary. And they're, they're scouring ways. I think, to me... The number one most tradable guy you have on your team is Exum. Who's also his trade value has never been lower. Okay, because <laughs> I was about to say it's less money, it's less of a gamble. But at twenty four, he's making six a, five, yeah. and he's making about a third of what Conley is making, and likewise, he's got about a year plus fifty games left on his deal. So, if you need that money for Whatever you're going to do in the summer of 2020 when a bunch of players are going to be available, he doesn't tie your hands. I would look towards him and see if I can get something back that can really help my team. We're getting a lot of favors comments here. Trade Ed Davis and Jeff Green for Derek Favors. It was the dumbest move, trading him and keeping Exum. If favors in departure has become more valuable than 
when he was actually here playing for them. Bring back favors, Eric says. Why and another he, Eric, same thing. Why has he become a cult figure? Some production plus likability is all I got for you. Yeah, he never rocked the boat. He didn't rock the boat. When he got interviewed, he said the right thing about how much he liked his coaches and his teammates and, and the being facilities? in Utah and the facilities like a recruit. <laughs> no, I don't remember him liking the facilities, although he probably did. And they got production out of him. You know, when Rudy got hurt in playoff series, he played well. That Clippers series a few years ago. So people liked him. Yeah. That and cl- people liked him. The Clippers you know, series will live on in infamy. In infamy, right. And people, people like to like jazz players. So you don't need to give them much of a reason to like you. You need to give them a reason not to like you. But if you give them much of a reason to like you, they're already predisposed to liking jazz players. They're the guys. The grandma's sitting in front of the TVs. Uh, true, yeah, but what about the guys you have? No one out there is causing any issues, to my right. knowledge. Maybe some but, the, but they're giving up runs as a group when the bench comes in. But they're better than what they were every year at this time with favors. Right, but <laughs> expectations changed, and the Lakers are running away with the West, and you're looking at the Mavericks passing them and not catching the Nuggets. So if you're sitting in sixth place right now, that's better than sitting in like what are they thirteenth or fourteenth last year for a while? Yeah, with with the I know legendary Derek Favors. You, what you have on your side is what we call facts. <laughs> so you're right, and they made a run late. I prefer truth. Okay, you got that too. As that's all I need. Axel's on the phones. Axel, what have you got for us? Gentlemen, it's been a while. You know, I've been out there being a rock star, so you know, yeah, I haven't had you. time to call. No. But, you know, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, I missed you guys. Right. Um, you know, facts. That's what I want to talk about. Okay, this. I listen to these conversations. I read stuff. It all started when I saw this random name Conley. That the media, I will say, you guys overhyped this guy like I've never seen. I couldn't figure it out. Not necessarily you guys in general, but we 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 seriously media fabricated this guy into some all-star when he's never been an all-star. He's never been a household name. He's never been the game changer. And we paid him Chris Paul type money. I cannot figure it out. Somebody needs to help make sense of that. Like this name was just shoved in our, in our minds. Like this guy's going to come be a, a, you know, a game changer. And we paid a 32 year old man, a million per eight per his years, 32 mil. I mean, my God, that blows my mind when you think of the superstar talent. And when people try to say that no one wants to come here, that is BS. There was superstar talent out there. I mean, but besides that, favors. Really, people? Does does the favors topic prove the ignorance in jazz fans? And I'm a diehard jazz fan. But seriously, people, when was he ever... The, when was he ever that guy that literally get, changed the game? When, when was he ever that guy that teams feared? But as a matter of fact, he hasn't played more than five games this season, if I'm not mistaken, because he's hurt again. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's go get favors so he could sit on the bench most of the time, like he did for eight years. He was hurt all the time. I just had to call and vent a little. I mean, right. it blows my freaking mind. We're above 500 right now. That's cool. I'm happy about that. But we're seeing things that are concerning, gentlemen, concerning. 
I mean, I'm just I'm just reiterating some of your topics. That's all. I'm just really concerned with our defense. I'm really concerned with with our lack of skill players. We've got Donovan. I'm not even going to say Rudy. Rudy's good at certain things, but he's horrible at other things. He can't pass and never dribble. Do not put the ball on the ground. Whatever you do, Rudy, just just dunk it or something. So we've got to figure something out there. Now with my my venting and my ranting, that's it. Favors, really, people. Really. Much love, gentlemen. Much love. All right, Big (laughs) Axe. Big Axe. Axe, Axe, Axe. So Conley comes in at 21 points a game, and everyone's aware he hasn't been an all-star. He's borderline all-star guy in the really deep West. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. That's why people thought he'd have a huge impact and think he still could. He must. He has to. If your highest-paid player is not your top two, three at worst, then you've got... Issues. Everything's out of whack. Trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are folks out there who don't want to talk about the money, but that's ridiculous not to talk about the money. Because if if he's making $5 million a year, then it's not any big deal. Right. But at $30 million a year, he needs to be one of two. You need, he needs to be one of your best players. $32,511,624. Break it down. Yeah. Can I have the four? I mean, that's a ton of cash. And if you have three guys who can score 20 points on any given night, you get really hard to defend. And Mitchell and Bogdanovich are there. So if he were in the form that he were in last year, when he averaged 21 points a game, let me get his stats may go down because Bogdanovich and Mitchell have the ball. But if the efficiency's there, so on any given night when he does have the ball, he's, he's the guy who has the big game because of the way they're being defended. Then they would be better than, what are they sitting at, 15-11? 16-11. It says 15-11 on the sheet right there. Yep. He prints it out. Read it. And he goes through all this work to print it out, and you don't even freaking read it. What's wrong with you? Right there. It says it right we there. We don't have enough time to get into all that. I mean, my don't pay attention. So, so they just ride with him and anticipate his improvement. I, I'm, I will tell you this. If we're in March and I still have to hear he has to take a different route to work, <laughs> I'm going to blow my top. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I kind of hope someone blurts that out on the air. Hey, David Locke, here's ten bucks. Say this on the air. I, I, at I want some to see point PK's, here, man. I want to see PK's head explode. <laughs> Could you imagine me when I came to the Watchdog six months after? Guys, man, I have to take a different route to work. What do you expect? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the common Joe Schmo, which is what I am, you, you get maybe a couple of weeks, and it's like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> And so I don't want to hear, well, you know, he's just, uh, you know, it's a different, instead of turning right on when he came off the bridge of uh, here, he had to turn left and there is no bridge and there's mountains gotten his way. Come on now. Hey, common Joe Schmo, do you want your $48,732.35? Read out a salary like you just did. Which would have been substantially uh, more, more than, than, than you I got was making at the time. years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. I mean, it's still, when you get to the team and play the game, the dimensions are the same. Do I need uh, Hoosiers out there to measure the hoop? Yep. 
Where's Norman Dell when you need it? Fifteen so feet to the free I'll, throw line. 10 I'll feet allow to you an acclimation process, but we can't pamper someone making thirty-two million forever. Nor can the Jazz remain in sixth place in the West and think that all will remain calm. Fans have higher expectations. Coaches have higher expectations. Management has higher expectations. Players have higher expectations. That's what's leading a lot of this angst right now. Six well, in the West. Yeah, six in the West doesn't bother me that much. It is what you do in the postseason. And if they're the sixth seed in the West, do you think they're going to do anything in the postseason? I think they have a chance to win a first-round series, yeah, because I don't think that if the Jazz play to their capability, I don't think there's much difference between three and six. To me, I'm looking for a team that can put up a fight in the second round. That hasn't happened. So that isn't linked directly to being sixth in the West. Certainly there are six seeds in the history of the league that have put up a fight in the second round, but it's just what we're seeing right now doesn't suggest that they're going to. Fortunately, they're not playing a playoff game right now. Boom, there it is. That's why we're talking about ways to improve the ball club. There's still your 50-whatever games to get better. 56. That's my whole point. Yeah, there's what do they need to do to get better? Should they explore? Should they explore a blockbuster? Should they explore a a Kyle Corver-like addition? Yes. Uh, You know, obviously the less blockbuster, most likely the easier to accomplish, right? We would assume. Absolutely, because it's two to tango and all that stuff. Right. So there's all sorts of levels, and you can take someone, you know, on the surface... Who would have thought Hornacek would have been that much of a difference maker? But yet he was. It was so, in a sense, that was a blockbuster because of the value he provided to the team. If they brought in a guy who became, right now, this group's third best player, that would be a big deal. Well, Because in a lot of ways, that's what we thought. Yes. But you kept Conley and added someone a little bit better than him? Right. You're really but, onto something. But that was the thing about bringing in Conley, that he'd be the third best player. I still think he will be. Not, then not in, just because there's nobody else. Then in that case, yeah, but he'll, he'll live up to the expectations for him being the third best player. Yeah, he'll be ballpark. Okay. In that case, then as much as it sucks right now and people have been frustrated through the first 26 games, uh-huh. Grin and Barrett. That, if that's it. If the time is that's, really going to... what if the time's, Janik and Lindsay and right. those guys have to figure out. Yes. If the time's really going to fix it, then Grin and Barrett. I think that's, it, a, that's it, a legitimate possibility. It is. It is sucks to sit there and watch some of the runs they've given up and some of the games they've lost. But if it's going to sort itself out, then all your stuff about continuity and patience yes. and fine. If it's not going to sort itself out... Well, that's what they have to decide. That's why they're doing what they do. And that's why we just second-guess what they do. And so it would be easiest if they moved, made a move around the edge, didn't mess with those top six guys whose production as a group has been pretty good, and they made a move around the edge so they had seventh or eighth guys they could really count on. For sure. And if that seventh guy is, you know, Moutier, came here to be coached, and they continue to coach him up, and every 10 or 15 games, he's better than he was 10 or 15 games ago. Okay, great, if that expands the rotation beyond six guys. 
But when one guy's hurt, you know, Conley's been out, and it'll be somebody else probably a month from now. Somebody else is going to sprain an ankle or have a calf or hamstring injury. And when you only got six guys you really count on, and then one guy gets dinged up and is out for a week or two, and you're down to five, that is not the recipe for getting into the second round and giving somebody a great series. Typically, you need more guys than that. All right, DJ and PK, your suggestions. Grab the phone. Use the open mic. Use the app. Send it to us. And you can call us, 855-340-ZONE. We'll get to that coming up. Tim Lacombe will run some of this by him at 830. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, reminding you to get a new Jeep or Ram for less at Ken Garf West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Visit them today. 855-340-ZONE. Yock, the people are waiting to speak to us. Yock's got Blair on the line. Blair, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hi, Blair. Uh, I wanted to go back to the uh, the conversation with uh, about Mike Conley, and I, I I watch him play, and he seems sometimes to be pretty disinterested or kind of complacent, um, and I and I can't help but think back to the, the the trade rumors last year, and the report that he did not want to come to Utah, and I know he kind of shot that down. I know that everybody says Mike is a consummate uh, professional, and I'm sure he is. But sometimes if you don't want to be somewhere, it's hard to give it 100%. So I just wanted to uh, hear your guys' take on what, what you think about that, and maybe if that is contributing to uh, his lack of his lackluster play. What do you see that makes you think that makes you think he's disinterested or complacent? I just, yeah, I just sometimes when I'm watching him play, I mean, I sometimes it just. The, the the look on the court is he's just kind of going through the motions. And I know he's not a particularly emotional player anyway. He's very good about keeping his cool. But I just, I, I don't know. And I don't know if I see the camaraderie as much, but maybe it's just because I, you know, you can only see so much during a game. That's just the vibe I'm catching. I, I haven't heard anything about the camaraderie, but thanks for the call. I haven't heard anything about the camaraderie. I've heard more about, you know, pressing a little bit. I've heard some stuff, but I don't want to say anything because I have not verified any of it. And I told you uh, stuff yep. that, that's out there. But uh, that remains to be seen. He doesn't. I, I can't buy he doesn't want to be here because you'd rather be in Memphis. And, I mean, I'm not talking about the city. I'm talking about the ball club and the trajectory and where it's going. The fact that they're rebuilding yeah. and rebuilding with yeah. young guys. Right. You got, I mean, when, once you're in your 30s as a, as a guard and a smaller guy, there's a couple outliers, but usually you're down the last two or three years of your career. Certainly. Yes. And Memphis and is so, going to be rebuilding in a hyper-competitive conference for two to three years. Right. And so I'm sure everybody would love to go to the Lakers. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> right. But the rest of us uh, have to make do without being there. Uh, I, I think, in my own instinct, say it's a manner of frustration because he's used to playing at a high level and he's not playing at the level that he certainly would like to and we all would like him to be. Everyone understands that. I think that's obvious. Uh, But I do think that you don't necessarily change who you are. It's like we're talking about the other day. I don't remember if it's on the air or off the air. We're talking about the Cleveland Browns. And so you go acquire a couple of guys who bring a lot of baggage and nonsense with them. And then they don't win, and then they create all this nonsense and baggage. It's hard to believe that there's a sideshow <laughs> in Cleveland because yeah. there was nothing to hint, right? That right. there might be a sideshow coming. So, you know, they, they paid the price a little bit and sold their souls. It's the same thing with Urban Meyer. You're going to hire Urban Meyer, you're going to win. But you're going to have drama. You are going to have you know? drama. And yeah. after five to six years, you're going to have a new coach. Right. But 
I mean, he's a hell of a coach, and you're going to win big while he's yeah. there, but you're, you're going to have issues. So are you willing to sell your soul for that? You know what I mean? Some would say yes. Some would say no. Well, Conley, my point that I'm making is Conley has a decade of a track record of no nonsense. So it's hard for me to believe here he's going to come, well, I'm going to pout at 32 years of age mm. when basketball for him is winding down. I guess everybody sees whatever they see and interprets their own way. What I see and interpret is it's like hesitation. It's a, like a little lack of confidence. Am I supposed to do this, you know, right now? Well, uncertainty. The, the uncertainty, hesitation, yes. And figuring out where do I fit in relative to the guys. Because they did have a super close team. I and mean, favors, everybody likes him because he's, you know, he heard it from day one. He's a nice young man. And, and Rubio, uh, the way he fit in and... And, and the fact that with Rubio, they had a lot of foreign guys on the team. And so I think there's somewhat of a bond there, particularly with Joe, who knew him. And then Conley, obviously, isn't a foreign dude. So he doesn't really have any bond with any of these guys. And so it, it takes a little bit to come in and, and to do that. And you were replacing two f- popular dudes. Because basically they peddle favors to account for the Conley salary to a degree. And then obviously you didn't choose to have pursue Rubio because of Conley. So you're taking two guys that everybody loved. Yes, fact. And ingratiated themselves through the duration. Uh, any African-American who comes to this community and says, I like it, then immediately everybody just falls to their knees and just worships the guy. Because you're giving us the, you're the anti-Westbrook, you know, that we're a bunch of racists here and we hate you. And I know nobody likes to talk about race and, 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 and nobody sees race, blah, blah, blah. But the fact is, when that happens, we just love them in, just intensely. And if they happen to be good, then it's off the charts. <laughs> right? Yeah, and this has been yeah. true for decades. So we can go back to... Antoine Carr came into town and everybody loved him and he loved sure. it here and he would run to check into the game and, and everyone woof. and everyone would start woofing yeah. and uh, yeah right and then he'd like wave or pump a fist right. or something and people he would fit go in so well yeah. and he loved you and we loved him back in tenfold so uh, that's what you had with favors there because he was always complimentary at all times of the community and he was debunking the stereotypes that unfortunately we have to live with and then Rubio was this little charming guy, relatively speaking, at the NBA level. Six four guys aren't little, but in the NBA, and just the the way he fit in. And so Conley comes in here, and really, I mean, his play hasn't been stellar, obviously, but you know, he came in and he he'll fit into the community, and 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 maybe maybe he should go to a youth basketball game or something. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, social media blew up because Donovan Saturday off three days without a game, and so he went to the Beehive Classic. I was there. there. I saw him walk in. Yep. I told my wife. I said, at the next time out, they're going to put him on the big screen. <laughs> right. Someone so someone tweeted. And Royce O'Neal was with him. Exactly. And someone tweeted a photo to him and said, "Hey, look, Royce O'Neal's at the game. He got a ton of reaction, ignoring the fact that Donovan was right, right next to Royce." I saw him come in because I saw the tunnel that they came out under and I said to her because I came with my 14 year old I wanted to watch the ball game and I said to her as soon as the timeout they're putting them on the screen everyone's going to cheer and they do it every game in the south end zone at Rice Eccles during the football overlap and so so we love this dude and he plays well Uh, to me my instinct 
and I could be wrong on this, but I'm still saying Conley is going to get where he needs to be. I still believe that. And maybe, to me, it's easier to believe it now that he's been hurt because I haven't seen four or five bad games. Well, I, I think it's already been happening. I mean, the, the storyline is there about how awful he's playing, but it's been getting better. I mean, he's not still shooting 20%. And I think it will get some get better. Yeah, but 35% and is 15% better, but it's not nearly it's good not enough. It's not there. No. I mean, he was shooting, I think, 43 or 44% last year. But will that number continue to trend up? I, I expect it will. Is it going to peak and plateau somewhere? I can't tell you that. That's what, you know... That's why That's why jazz management gets paid the money they do to figure that stuff out and to anticipate that stuff. What do they get paid? A lot. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they get paid. <laughs> it's been trending in the right direction. It's still not there. But if you look at some of the, some of the five-man groups, he's still, when he's on the court, because... People are still scared of what he can do. It still opens the floor for other guys. But it could get better. He could shoot it even better. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.